One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And we're sisters, and you're a bunch of maniacs. <laughs> if, you're new to the, if you're new to the podcast, that's the joke that you have to explain every time you use it. You're maniac, like maniac, but with Eck, like our last name. <laughs> Get it? Huh? Yeah, we just Get lost it? like five potential listeners. Yeah, hang in there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's hard to come up with new ways to introduce ourselves every time. So throw me a bone, guys. Yeah. Anyway, we are going to talk to you about some murder today. And I will stop with the dad jokes and let Sadie take it from here. Tonight, we're going to talk about the mysterious death of Colonel Philip Shue. Tracy and Philip Shue met in 1998 at the Eagland Air Force Base in Florida, where they worked together. Tracy was a nurse and Phil was a psychiatrist. Tracy was immediately attracted to Phil. She thought he was a good guy and a great doctor. According to Tracy, quote, I didn't think in my whole life I have ever met somebody who had such passion for life and just enjoyed the simple things. He just, he would walk into a room and he would just light it up and people loved him. And you know he's got to be a good guy if the nurse thinks the doctor's good. Yeah, you know? seriously. No, doctors are generally not. Hey, hey, every doctor listening, you're not very nice. <laughs> No, it, it's true, true though. Doctors, but... <laughs> yeah, but no, it's not true at all. But doctors and nurses, yeah, there is yeah. like a bit of a rivalry. It's like mm -hmm. Beatles and Rolling Stones. Anyway, it's not like that at all. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> the two soon began dating. Phil was separated and was going through a difficult divorce. Quote, he didn't talk a lot about his first wife other than to say there was not any love in the marriage, Tracy said. In 1993, once the divorce was finalized, Phil and Tracy decided to marry. The couple was very happy and felt lucky to have each other. Five years later, in 1998, Phil was reassigned to Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas. He and Tracy bought a house in nearby Bernie, Texas. Nina, a neighbor and close friend of Tracy's, described the couple as, quote, Phil was Midwestern, very low-key, soft-spoken, mild-mannered, very laid-back, and Tracy was a born-and-bred New Yorker, a little bit more demonstrative. When Phil decided to retire from the Air Force, the couple made a decision to move to their dream home in Alabama, a big house with a pond in the backyard. Phil had been selected for a prestigious forensic psychiatrist fellowship at the University of Alabama, which was his dream job. Mm -hmm. Quote, 
It was a new adventure, a new chapter in his life, Tracy says. I mean, life was just very, very exciting at that moment. On April 16th, 2003, at 5.30 in the morning, Phil brought Tracy her cup of coffee while she was still in bed, as was their custom. Quote, we had coffee in bed, typical morning, a normal day other than he was getting to work a little early to do some paperwork, she recalls. She continues, we sat there and talked. We talked about the house and he kissed me goodbye and left and said, I love you. And those were the last words he said. Oh, <laughs> God, and I love a coffee in bed, man. I love <sighs> somebody bringing me coffee mm-hmm. in bed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the thing I look forward to the most on the weekend. Yep. At 8.14 a.m., witnesses observed Phil's car, a 1995 Mercury Tracer, speeding recklessly down Interstate 10. The car then drove abruptly off the road going approximately 60 miles an hour and went up an embankment and crashed into a large tree Ah. and caused it to start spinning and crashed into a second tree. Witnesses say the brakes were never used to slow the car down. Whoa. When first responders arrived, they noticed the driver's side of the car was caved in. Phil had suffered severe head trauma and was killed instantly in the crash. When they got Phil's body out of the car, they were surprised to find that he had been mutilated. (gasps) What? Under his torn shirt, they found that both of his nipples were cut away with surgical Uh, precision. mm -mm. A six-inch-long, one-inch-wide incision had been cut down the middle of his chest. What? His wrists and ankles were wrapped in duct tape, and part of his pinky finger and earlobe were cut off. What the heck? Yup. It wasn't until 3.30 that afternoon, seven hours after the crash that Tracy was notified of her husband's death. What is happening? Where? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's because everybody kept trying to like call her and just couldn't stop vomiting from what they found inside the car. Right. Is my guess. God. Mm-hmm. Seven mm-hmm. hours? Seven hours. Oh my God. The sheriff and air force minister showed up at her house to notify her of Phil's passing. A couple of hours later, Al Oxier from the Department of Public Safety arrived to talk with Tracy. As they sat in the living room discussing the car crash, she remembers Oxier blurted out, Oh, by the way, is there any reason your husband would have duct tape around his wrists and ankles? Mm -mm. My God. Tracy, still in a state of shock and still unaware of the mutilation, instantly remembered several life-threatening letters Colonel Shu had received and was saving in a file. Mm. Oh my God, she exclaimed, they've killed him. Retrieving the threatening letters from Phil's desk, she gave them to the authorities. She also opened up her home and property to investigators, hoping they would find clues as to why her husband was dead, but it was to no avail. Tracy was appalled at the behavior and lack of care she received from one of the agents of the Air Force OSI, which is the Office of Special Investigations. Yeah, he's a, I mean, if you're a serviceman, it just doesn't sound anything like any of the like scenarios where servicemen die that I've ever heard of. No, right. It's... It's very strange. I mean, yeah. the whole story is very, very strange. Mm-hmm. That's become abundantly clear already. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? What? I don't, I don't understand what you're referring to. It seems pretty straightforward. So yeah. Far. Yeah. Quote, I went there with my sister to make a statement. Tracy said, I couldn't understand why more than a week after my husband's death, I had not been contacted by OSI and had to seek them out myself. Mm, that's when very I- suspicious. When I met with the agent, I couldn't believe his attitude. He had this weird smile on his face while he talked in circles, not giving us any real guidance or help. Oh, God. 
It was like he either didn't care I had lost my husband to a horrible death or he was amused somehow by it. Mm. He didn't lose that smirk at any time throughout his condescending remarks. That is chilling. Mm -hmm. She continues, I finally had to interrupt his rambling long enough to ask him why he was smiling like that. I inquired what it was he found to be so humorous. He claimed nothing did and got up to get his superior officer. What a creep. When the female major arrived, she tried to establish her authority and brushed me off with a curt remark that, quote, we'll have to schedule an appointment to make the statement. I told her, well, we'll do it right now. So she yep. had to accept it without any further delay. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> God, it's like when people text you to ask if they can call you. It's like, yeah. <laughs> if you can't call me, I won't answer. So there's, mm-hmm. there's, a, fa- there's a fast track to that solution. True. I do yeah. do that because I know that my text noise is one way and my phone call is much more likely to wake me up. So I will text to see if somebody's awake. Well, I will also but. say that I called a call, like a, professional colleague who's also a very good friend recently for professional reasons and (laughs) hi Aubrey if you're listening um and it was so jarring like (laughs) I'm just so used to you know emailing to schedule a call and just to call them out of the blue was just (laughs) as soon as as soon as they answered I was like I I am so sorry (laughs) I will never do this again (laughs) yeah so i take it back Mm -hmm. always do that don't ever just call somebody (laughs) take it from us yep tracy's still talking here yeah what gets me is the air force knew of the death threats against my husband before he died and yet they blew them off Mm. the osi is well aware of the suspicious nature of my husband's death yet they showed a callous disregard for my suffering there's no excuse for the way i was treated other than that day i have not heard from them since what on earth that is so strange yeah a little more than a month after phil's funeral tracy received a phone call from a reporter with the san antonio newspaper asking for a comment regarding her husband's mutilated body until that moment she had not been told of this information by authorities what are you kidding me no oh my god As the reporter filled her in on every graphic detail, Tracy, who always knew in her heart that her husband had been murdered, understood she was going to have to fight hard to get justice for Phil. Oh my god, they didn't do any kind of investigation? Uh, not really. Holy shit. not really. Shit. Yep. When the autopsy was performed, in addition to the mutilation, they found a massive trauma to Phil's head, including multiple skull fractures. Mm. There was a high concentration of lidocaine in his blood. The autopsy reports that Phil started using a self-prescribed lidocaine lotion Mm -hmm. 10 days before his death, Um, but there was another active ingredient in that lotion that didn't show up in his blood supply. Uh Uh-huh. So I don't know if the lidocaine came from that lotion. Doesn't seem like it. Right. They also found multiple, quote, scratch abrasions next to the larger incision on his chest. When they removed Phil's clothes, they found evidence of him having worn a diaper before he died. (laughs) What? I know. White fibers, a tab with a cartoon moon and sun, and, quote, gel-like material was found on his groin consistent to that found inside a diaper. Mm. The diaper itself was missing. An L-shaped cut was found on the left-hand side of the back of his pants near the pocket. But the report says that the cut didn't, it was like kind of around his back pocket, but didn't actually cut into his pocket. So like... How in the world? What's going on? I don't know. So, like, the pants were actually cut around the pocket, but not through the pocket? Right. So, like, 
nothing could have fallen out. They couldn't find uh-huh. his wallet, but they were like, it's right. It didn't fall out because of, of the cut. Okay. Right. But, but why is, why is it cut? cutting around his pocket? Right. It would take a year of investigation, but eventually all of the agencies involved, the local and state police, the medical examiner, even the Air Force, would come to agree that the death of Colonel Philip Shu was the end result of his own bizarre psychological breakdown, a deeply disturbed man who committed suicide. No! Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not kidding you. What <laughs> is happening? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's so strange. It's so crazy. Don't know why they, you know, I well, don't know. Well, cover up. I mean, yeah. Are we going to find out why or you just don't know and this is where this is the end of the story? This is it. Well, I will tell you what I know, but I unfortunately don't know what happened. Oh my god. I know. It's another one, guys. We gotta we gotta crack this case. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Yep. Quote, the case is bizarre, says Dr. Vincent DeMeo, who is the chief medical examiner of Bexar County. His office performed the autopsy on Phil's body. Quote, the information that was provided to the office was that he had been having some problems. He had seen some of his colleagues for depression or panic attacks. You know what depression and panic attacks don't usually make you do? Mutilate your own self and then right. commit suicide. Right. Cut off your nipples. Yeah. Cut your own pocket open mm-hmm. for no, or around. Yeah. No. DeMeo believes the injuries found on Phil's chest were self-inflicted. Mm. He points to the high concentration of lidocaine found in his blood, the hesitation marks, which are scratches often made as a person works up the nerve to cut deeper, mm. and his failure to use his cell phone. What on earth? Yeah. Quote, if you were captured, tortured, and fleeing, you would seek help, right? DeMeo asks. Usually when things are really, really bizarre, something's been staged. As Phil fled, he passed three exits to his own town. He had a working cell phone, but did not try to call anyone. What is happening? And there's no evidence of like him already being dead, and they just... He was driving the car. He was definitely driving the car. Yes. I mean, they, so when he crashes, he's driving down the interstate. He veers off the road. People are there, like other mm-hmm. other motorists are there. He crashes into a tree and people go to help him. Right. And so there isn't any evidence of someone no. else being in the car running away. He was... Well, I just mean, like, could they have super glued the pedal down or something? Oh, and yeah, just no. sent him off on his way, you know what I no. mean? Yeah, he and he drove for a little while. Uh, no witnesses saw him driving for miles. Oh, my God. Yeah. The district attorney convened a grand jury and asked them to consider the case. They ended up finding no evidence of any crime and believed the ruling of suicide should stand. Jesus Christ. But you said he had blunt force trauma to the head, right? Well, he had he had injuries to his head. They The autopsy report says it's from the car crash. Right. But probably so, what it was was that he got bonked on the head was losing his damn mind, instinctively started driving, but then probably had a stroke or so, you know, like, yeah, while he's driving, he succumbs to his injuries, crashes and dies. Don't you think? Maybe. (laughs) I really don't know. Something. No, I must. No, I must. No. (laughs) Uh, Tracy refused to accept those findings and fought in every venue available to have her husband's cause of death changed to homicide and his killers arrested. Ugh. Tracy hired her own doctor, world-renowned pathologist, Dr. Cyril Wetch, who provided his expertise in many high-profile cases, including President John F. Kennedy and Anna Nicole Smith. Whoa. 
Uh, he agrees with Dr. DeMeo on one point, quote, I have never seen a case as bizarre as atypical as this one, he says. Which performed his own autopsy on Phil's body and disagrees with the medical examiner's findings. Which says that the lidocaine levels found in Phil's blood were not high enough for Phil to have numbed himself from the pain. There were no needle marks visible to imply he injected himself with lidocaine. Mm-hmm. That there's no evidence to show that Phil cut his own chest. In addition to not finding the instrument used to cut Phil's body, Wetch explains, quote, His fingerprints were not found on the duct tape, and no gloves were found. I would place my bet that this was a homicide. <laughs> my five-year-old nephew would place a bet that that was a homicide. <laughs> I just like the, what's the case, Rebecca, I can't remember her last name, the woman who they like was bound behind her back and they say she committed suicide oh you know mm-hmm. i'm talking about mm-hmm. and it's just like what it like yeah you can't just say something is something because you don't want to investigate it like how unbelievably maddening no it's so crazy and you know how many people like self-mutilate to that extent before they kill themselves zero mm-hmm. like plenty of people self-mutilate but not oh god Nope. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I just have had a lot more time to process the information. Yeah. I understand it's, it's one of those that I actually have found myself like not falling asleep at night because I'm thinking about this case. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck happened to him? Right. And why didn't anybody investigate it thoroughly? Right. So, who might have killed Philip Shue? Thank. Yes, please. Tracy believes whomever is responsible for Phil's death is somehow connected to the series of threatening letters he claimed to have received starting in May of 1999. Phil and his first wife, Nancy Shu, were married for 20 years and divorced in 1992. In a bitter settlement battle, Nancy received the right to own insurance policies on Phil's life worth $1 million. What? Mm-hmm. I, I, did you get this case from Mars? Like, what is <laughs> happening? What I don't part know. of Texas and- do these people live in that's just <laughs> upside down land? I know. What the fuck? After the divorce, Phil started demanding that Nancy cancel the policies. She refused, saying that she couldn't afford to. What? I know. Tracy says that her husband became fearful of Nancy after receiving a typewritten anonymous letter saying, quote, you may be in danger and to, quote, please be careful. I'll post a picture. There's available online. You can find the full letter. Mm-hmm. So I'll post it on our Instagram. The person who wrote the letter claimed they overheard a conversation between Nancy and her husband, Donald Tipson. They were plotting to have Phil murdered for his insurance money. Tipson was an Air Force pilot at the time of Phil's death. Phil wrote to Nancy to confront her, but she denied being involved. Phil showed the notes to his supervisors, but they, quote, dismissed the notion that the letters represented a real threat. <sighs> Also, if if you commit suicide, you can't collect the policy. You think it depends on the policy? Yeah. But also, if I killed somebody in that manner, I would never, ever, ever think that they would rule it a suicide. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We have to make it very obvious that this person was tortured and murdered, or we're not going to get the money. Right. God. When he tried to cancel the policies in August of 2000, he told one insurer in a letter, quote, thoroughly examined my death for evidence of foul play, even if on the surface the cause would appear natural or accidental. Jesus. Not only was Phil afraid of imminent harm, he had also claimed to be the victim in several bizarre incidents in the years leading up to his death. In June 1999, a laptop containing the only copy of his nearly completed master's thesis disappeared. Mm, mm. 
That's that. That's maybe worse than death, right? <laughs> maybe he no. did. Maybe he did lose his mind, cut his own mm-hmm. nipples off, and kill because himself. Are you yeah. kidding? I mean, no. God, I've almost lost a couple edits of this podcast, and I was able to not lose them. And if I had, I probably would have <laughs> cut my own nipples off and smashed into a tree. <laughs> God, what a yeah. nightmare! Awful, awful. Yep. In the fall of two thousand. He inexplicably received a score of zeros on his aerospace studies medical boards. What? Yep. I don't... So he sat for the exam. Yeah. And then when the results came back, it was all zeros. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. And so either it was a glitch. Right. Or he sat for the exam, like for the full time and didn't answer a single question. Oh, that is so weird. Back in 1978, he told family and friends that a lone gunman in a car shot at him while he was driving home. Tracy admits that her husband suffered from episodes of acute anxiety, but despite this, Phil's commanding officer says Phil was a, quote, highly regarded psychiatrist who was very mellow, laid back, easy to get along with. He does not believe Phil was suicidal. No. Tracy believes the nature of Phil's injuries provide another lead. Court documents show that Nancy was a board-certified sex therapist who had studied the practice of sadomasochism. What? Yep. During the investigation, Nancy told authorities that on the day that Phil died, both she and Don Tipson could prove that they were at work in Florida. Nancy added that she believed Phil and Tracy might have fabricated the warning letter. She refused to take a polygraph. What is happening? Two months after her husband died, Tracy filed a civil lawsuit with Nancy as a defendant, seeking to prevent Nancy from collecting the $1 million death benefit. Two insurance companies... USAA and Northwestern Mutual were also named as defendants. Tracy claimed they had been warned about the threat on her husband's life and therefore had a legal duty to cancel the policies. Mm-hmm. As part of the lawsuit, Tracy's lawyers demanded that Nancy answer their questions, but during the deposition, she took the fifth more than 20 times. Whoa. Roger Anderson, the lead investigator on the case, now admits he lost control of the investigation, beginning with a jurisdictional beef with the state police at the crash site. Really? Mm -hmm. Quote, we've got a dead body. We've got a mutilation on that body, Anderson says. I couldn't get their attention. Finally, I yelled and screamed at them, get the hell out of my crime scene. And that got their attention, but it also made them mad at me. At that point, the investigation was severely hampered. Important evidence may have been lost and important leads may have been ignored. And I definitely think that's part of this problem is that there was the state troopers and the sheriffs and the uh, FBI got involved at one point Mm -hmm. and the Air Force Mm -hmm. all in there together. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Either trying to take on too much or all ignoring it and wanting to pass the buck to somebody else. Right. Just not one department focused fully on the case and figuring out the pieces of evidence. Yeah. Right. Quote, they didn't preserve the scene. They didn't preserve the vehicle. So it wasn't handled as if it had been a crime scene or that a crime took place someplace else, says private investigator Joe Moura, who looked into the case. Quote, I don't believe evidence was tampered with. What I believe is they didn't preserve the evidence. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why you wouldn't think that was a homicide or some kind of crime well, that need to be investigated it, it's a crazy and it's thing so suspicious yeah yeah like the first you look at a on the scene you notice that the guy's nipples are gone and you yeah and the you lock that shit down wrist. yes yeah. you lock it down immediately like why wouldn't you other you know it just doesn't make any sense yeah unless it was a government cover-up yep 
Anderson is now one of Tracy Shue's biggest supporters. Haunted by the results of the investigation, he says there are, quote, absolutely too many unanswered questions. <laughs> you're telling me, <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna have to answer to our listeners, Anderson. You're an <laughs> angry mob of people wanting to know what the fuck happened to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so the single most damning evidence of suicide comes from a 20-page report done by the military called A Psychological Autopsy. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the military. It has to be. Those motherfuckers wanted to cover this shit up. Mm-hmm. Tell me everything. But why? I don't know. I will tell you. Okay. It was completed two years after Phil's death and concludes that he had become depressed, irrational, and even paranoid in the months before he died. The report questions whether the warning letter was real, and it finds no evidence of another person being involved in his death. The report states that if Phil was abducted, there were no self-defense wounds, no bruises or other marks indicating a struggle took place. They also reported that the tape around his wrists and ankles was not strained against. Um, So they're saying that if he was like bound to a chair and somebody was cutting his body, he would be fighting against the restraints. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't like the tape hadn't been pulled tight. Right. They couldn't find the source of the lidocaine in his blood, but determined it was self-administered so he could mutilate his own body without too much pain. (sighs) They also found that Phil had stopped taking one of his medications for depression and anxiety. They believe suddenly stopping this medicine could cause Phil to become more depressed and anxious, possibly even suicidal. Yeah, sure. Yes, but not self-mutilating. You wouldn't torture yourself because you stopped taking your Zoloft. Right. They noted he changed his will five days before his death, and he never tried to call anyone with the phone that was in his car. Uh, It was in working order the day of his death. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also passed a police car that was pulled over on the highway, but Phil did not stop and get help. The report questioned how someone could have gained control of Phil, and then he could escape without a fight and further wounds to his body. Mm -hmm. They also believed that he crashed his car on purpose to either kill himself or to continue his ruse of being abducted and attacked. (laughs) Why would he? Why? I don't know. (laughs) They also came to the conclusion that based on the lack of blood in the car or on Phil's clothing, that the wounds on his body were done within minutes of the crash. They could not tell whether the removal of part of his pinky finger had happened before or after the crash, but that body part was never recovered. God, you guys. I know. So they think that he did that really quickly and then crashed his car into a tree. Just tossed it out a window or something? Are you fucking Mm -hmm. kidding me? No. They concluded that Philip staged everything in order to finally get the life insurance policy his ex-wife had on him canceled or because he wanted to end his life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just think that if my ex-husband had a life insurance policy on me that I didn't want him to have. I'd frame them for my own murder. I, don't, I wouldn't. I, I would like mutilate my body and crash a car. Like it no. just doesn't make any sense. No, at all. I would gone girl them. I would frame them for my own murder. Easy peasy. <laughs> I've seriously just watched gone girl and then do it the next day. It's easy. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> so weird. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I also, the older I get and the more, and the further we get into this uh, presidential administration, the more I realize that people just aren't that bright. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's that. Some people are very bright, but there are a lot of people out there that are just not that bright. Yeah. Like they would just mm-hmm. be like, yeah. Or 
you know, cover it up. Right. The official finding that Colonel Shu committed suicide did not affect the payment of his life insurance benefits. What? His first wife, Nancy, received $1 million and Tracy received $1.8 million. Holy moly. God, imagine how pissed you would be if your partner's ex-partner mm-hmm. got half... Uh, I, yeah, I can't imagine. No. Quote, I still believe to this day that a crime had been committed to this man prior to that traffic accident, says lead investigator Roger Anderson. Yes. He continues, I think he was intercepted on his way to work. I think somebody was laying for him. They had planned to intercept him to take him into custody, take him to some location unknown. I think they intended to terrorize the man. He continues, quote, it would appear that Colonel Shu was able to tear away the bonds that were restricting him and to get to his vehicle and attempt to escape. That's what it would appear. That's the most reasonable conclusion I can come to. I can't prove even one part of it. Yeah, it's like, what's the saying if you hear, I think I've said this before in the podcast, if you hear uh, like hoof steps, assume that it's horses, not zebras. Right. Right? Right. Meaning... It's mo- it's almost always the most logical answer. Right. Like oxen, oxen, Thank oxen's you. razor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's just <laughs> the most logical answer to that scenario is that he was kidnapped, tortured, and murdered. Not that he <laughs> tortured him o- his own self while wearing mm-hmm. a diaper and then smashed into a tree. Right. Occam's razor. I think it's Occam's o- what did I say? Oxums, I think. <laughs> Oxen's razor. Oxen. So before the civil suit that Tracy had began, Nancy was dropped as a defendant, as was Northwestern Mutual. Hmm. Only USAA remained as a defendant. In June of 2008, the trial judge found USAA was not at fault for Philip Shue's death, and it did nothing wrong in their handling of his policy. Wait, so what was she alleging? That they were liable for damages because they wouldn't cancel the policy. So that... Got it. Had there not been this money out on him, on his life... Somebody wouldn't have been murdered. She's... Yeah, she's implying that Nancy murdered him for the life insurance money. Right. And had they done as he said, that she wouldn't have had a reason to kill him. Right. But without a homicide ruling, there's no way to prove that. It doesn't work. Got it. Right. Um, so yeah, in June of 2008, the trial judge found that USAA was not at fault for Philip Shue's death and did nothing wrong in their handling of this policy. Mm-hmm. But he handed down another ruling that shocked the courtroom. <gasps> Quote, the evidence considered by the court substantiates a finding that Colonel Philip Shue was murdered. What? Fist pump, fist pump, fist pump. <laughs> the court therefore finds that the April 16, 2003 death of Colonel Philip Shue was a homicide. Whoa. Unfortunately, that ruling doesn't really hold any weight. Really? Mm-hmm. The Kendall County Sheriff's Office has no plans to investigate Phillip's death. Quote, there's no new evidence to this point right now for us to say that we are going to open the case. So sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. In June of 2009, the Texas Attorney General ruled that Colonel Philip Shue's death certificate did not need to be changed. The official cause of death remains suicide. Mm-hmm. Damn it. I know. Tracy said, quote, my husband did not commit suicide. This is all bull. Mm. Yes, I would agree with you. Yep. <sighs> and that's all I got, you guys. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, so what did he do? What happened? It's some black ops shit, man. Mm-hmm. I think. You know what? What? Megan, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go uh, for it. 
Megan said it was, she was hoping for like some Illuminati. Yes. Mm-hmm. Black Ops. Definitely. Jason Bourne stuff. He was involved with something that they didn't want him to be involved in. And, or he had information somehow, like one of his patients told him something or whatever. And so they took him, they tortured him. He somehow managed to get away, but damage was already done. And once he was in his car, I think he probably was just dying. You know, I think he knew Mm -hmm. enough. He was aware enough, had his wits about him enough to get in the car and flee. But by then it was too late. And I think his brain shorted, smashed into a tree and died. And then they covered it up. Yep. Case case closed. Closed. Yep. Damn it. Another theory that Megan brought up. This is all very speculative. Was that what if Tracy was framing Nancy Ooh. by mm-hmm. torturing her husband that she mm-hmm. seemed to really love? <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the case that I covered where the one ex girlfriend was tor- mm-hmm. like yeah. k- killed the girlfriend and yep. then pretended to be the girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. I like it. Mm-hmm. That's complicated but i like it right (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing about all of it it's all either like all of the scenarios you look at it's all so complicated yeah if he was trying to stage some sort of attack um like maybe that could be it he was staging this attack to make somebody take him seriously so he because he really wanted the life insurance policy right away right mean to run into the trees and kill himself i mean but but that that doesn't make any sense yeah no again you would just like shoot yourself in the leg or give yourself a black eye or something bash your head against a doorknob you wouldn't cut your own nipples off like (laughs) no under no circumstance no No. well they i mean they're getting ready to move and yeah you know like just had shit to look forward to yeah no Maybe, yeah, you'd have to be on PCP or something, you know, and they didn't, there was no evidence of anything but lidocaine in your system. And I'm sure, you know, lidocaine will help if you have like itchy psoriasis or something, but I don't think it like completely numbs your body to the point that you can mutilate yourself and cut your own pinky off. I know. That that much lidocaine, I mean, if that were the case, we'd all just be injecting lidocaine all over the place. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it wasn't, uh... What's the super awesome painkiller? Um, codeine. Yeah, uh, the other one. Oxycodone. The other one. The one Fentanyl. that makes you feel, you can feel the pain, but you don't care. God damn it. It's very common. It's what they give. Nitrous pe- oxide. No, the one they give like <laughs> cancer patients and stuff. Um, you get the drip, the morphine. <laughs> God. It's like I said, the most common one. <laughs> oh, God. The fact that you couldn't think of that word and I, <laughs> I listed every, every other. other. Yeah, morphine. The one. <laughs> the drug. <laughs> oh, God. Wrong <laughs> like, point today. Qu- I know. Quaaludes. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. Coding was the very first thing I thought of. He didn't, he didn't have a cough, Sadie. Oh, he cut his pinky off. <laughs> Delauded. No, Sadie, no. <laughs> it's not 1965. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, if he had had a near lethal dose of morphine in his system, then I might be like, okay. 
Yeah. I have I have taken morphine. It rules. You really don't care about pain. You can't you can feel it but you really don't care. Like yeah. low pain is part of me, man. Like <laughs> t- that would make sense, but I don't I have lidocaine, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Yep. No, I think he I think he had a brain bleed or something, you know, was going on in his brain. I think he that enough damage had been done that or his heart or whatever, you know, like some right lethal damage had been done but he had enough time to get in his car to try to get away but then lost consciousness and killed and killed himself uh, accidentally yeah yeah damn it i don't know i know Ugh. i just hope that there's a heaven or some sort of like database that you have access to mm-hmm. when you die mm-hmm. where you it can gets downloaded oh my god it could be like Oh, you really you want to know what happened to Jaminet? Or you know, like yes, mm-hmm. please. You just yep. get to go and see all of the all of the cases. And there are those cases that are just incredibly circum or um coincidental. You know, mm-hmm. where you like would never be able to figure it out because the dog pushed over the broom. You mm-hmm. know, like um magnolia. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Where it's it just seems impossible, but somehow you figure it out and maybe this is one of those but i don't think so yeah no shit what do you guys think what do you think darling listeners please tell us did you get it figured out do any of you live in upside down texas bizarro texas where nothing makes sense and everything is upside down and can you explain to us how things are done around there right like Right. Yeah. Well, and I think it's another case where when you don't investigate something, yeah, you don't have any clues. So it's not like <laughs> right, right. So yes. they just were like, nope, he killed himself, and right. So had they like done anything, anything, search the car, yeah, for found other... some fibers, found yeah. a like I didn't fingerprint, if, right? It, it they didn't. I couldn't find any information about like trying to retrace his steps from 5 30 to 8 30 in the morning like That's where was he insane didn't check cctv didn't Mm-mm. check every single person's ring doorbell that everybody probably right. i mean has. it's 2003 so okay well cctv right. or whatever you know there's still yeah. going to be some evidence of this guy he didn't go far he didn't end up in mexico or something he was still in his neighborhood you know in his town right right damn it damn it damn it god mm-hmm. that's just so insane but mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's what I definitely think it was a cover up because the military and the FBI would have the authority to do that, to just be like, nope, suicide done, not investigating whatsoever, the end. Right. And then there's no going back. So, yep. or every single person on the scene was just like really hungry or cranky or something, or they were like, mm-hmm. shit, guys, Bubba Joe's barbecue has that sauce today or the fucking, you know, and they're like, oh, we got to wrap this up because that shit sells out every time or, you know, like, yeah, no, that again, I, that doesn't seem super likely that every single person from all these departments just didn't want to deal with it. Yep. That's (laughs) Oh, I love true crime and I hate it. I know. It's such a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. I really, yeah. When I was little, you were sort of what you were talking about. I remember laying in bed at night being like, you know, when I die and go to heaven, that's what it, my heaven's going to be is that I'm going to have yes. all the answers yes. to all yes. of the questions. Yes. <laughs> like, where the hell did that ring go that I lost? Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's no surprise that I've always been just terribly fascinated by true crime and mysteries. And, yeah. 
I just want to know I all the answers. I just want to know all the answers. I had a long talk with my friend last night. Uh, she came over and we sat six feet apart and solved all the world's problems is what our friends call it when we just, mm-hmm. you know, sit and drink margaritas and talk for hours and hours. And we were talking about exes and then, you know, like Laura, like my wife's exes or my ex's exes and how I just, I want to know what's going on with them. And she mm-hmm. was like, why? <laughs> you know, who cares? And I was like, I don't know. It's just a part of my personality. It has, it's totally inconsequential, as is true crime. This doesn't have any effect on my life whatsoever. I just have to know. I just have to know how the story ends about people I've never met, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like my ex-girlfriend's ex-girlfriend. I, f- like, would follow her on Facebook because you just get involved in these stories and you're like, what, who, who did she marry? Or like, you know, things like that. Just, I can't, I just can't help myself. Yep. I know. Nothing worse than a person that keeps their profiles on super lockdown like me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have no idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I posted something on Instagram one time about if anybody else gets overly involved in the suspected breakups of people they don't know. So have we, I think we've, have we talked about that on the already? podcast? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yes, yes. Yeah. And about how somebody responded to me and said, yes, I one time zoomed in on mail on their counter <laughs> in a photo on Instagram to see if their last name had changed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I yeah. I am that creep, man. If That's the NSA t- hacked into my computer, they'd be like, what? the fuck <laughs> why did you look at this person that you've never met like 19 <laughs> times a day for six months or what you know like <laughs> and then constantly just research murders yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, can't help it i can't right. not help it um tell us guys how did how do you stock yeah, online. Strangers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, please. It's but like, not in the scary way or dangerous way. Of course. But in the, curiosity way yes of course <laughs> well and uh we have a friend who will re- i will protect their identity in telling this story but so there's been multiple times that everybody's done this where you're stalking somebody and you accidentally friend request them or like something oh, on their God, page like you, big yes. old fat thumb just smashes down on the heart you're like no yeah and our friend <laughs> immediately changes their profile name to something like rock and roll moo moo or something and then puts a black like just black in the profile picture yeah (laughs) so when it's smart it's so smart so there you go guys there's a life tip if you're stalking somebody (laughs) and you slip up and you Um. smash the heart accidentally don't panic Uh, just put your profile to private if it isn't already change your name and put a blackness in the profile picture that's right just delete it just 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 burn your computer (laughs) Uh, it's like when you accidentally text the wrong person you know oh god oh my god there was one time that my friend's roommate like best uh, was roommates owned a house with a best friend and they were not going, their, things were not good between them. They were having a bit of a falling out. And the roommate meant to text his boyfriend, but instead texted my friend and said, oh. 
can I hang out at your house tonight? I don't want to hang out with so-and-so's weird family. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I just... And all, yeah, or like sending a sexy text to your boss instead of yeah. your, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are your what are your experiences with that too, listeners? Oh, who, God, ha, who have you sent? What is the worst thing you've accidentally sent to the wrong person? Yep, yep. I want to know about it. Yeah, I want to know about all of it. How do you stalk people? What's the worst thing you've sent to the wrong person? Tell us. And we'll tell everybody else. Yeah. What? How? How deviant are you? Tell us all of your weird. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Don't need to open that know. door. People be like, one time I murdered my neighbor, and I accidentally texted the FBI about it or whatever. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, don't implicate us no. in crimes, please. <laughs> um, oh, Lordy. Okay, quick business. Yeah, you guys are geniuses, and. <laughs> So in the last episode about Jovan Collier, Collier, <laughs> and I was trying to remember the fragrance that uh, reminded, that sounded like his name. And I said, Dracar Noir. Guess what, guys? <laughs> it was Jovan Musk. Duh. Duh. It was his actual name. It was his actual name. <laughs> we are so smart. We are so smart. <laughs> It's such a 90s name. It sounds like cologne or something. Yes, it actually was the name of a cologne. Just put his name and then Musk on the end. Yeah, like the easiest thing to... Uh, how many ran... people were listening like, oh, to the remain? Seriously. Like, Jeanette. Yeah. No, dipshit. God. Uh, and again, I'm so helpful. I came up with Vanilla Fields. <laughs> no, Sadie. Over <laughs> And coding. I'm, I'm very helpful. You're a very smart person. You're good at a lot of things. Yep. You can't be you can't be beautiful and smart. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Just kidding. You can be beautiful beautiful and smart. No, you can't. Choose one or the other. <laughs> I chose intelligence. I'm face of a damn dragon. <laughs> Um, uh, any we other? Got, yeah, shout outs. We have yes. like a bunch of shout outs. We do have a bunch of ton of shout outs. Can I do a quick coven shout out? Fuck yes. We got some new covens popping up out of fucking nowhere. Happy Valley, Oregon is currently number two. Wow. Like, I wonder if that's like a, because it's a suburb of Portland, right? It's pretty close. Yeah. Yes. Like I, what, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, but yeah. Happy Valley. Where hey. did you guys come? Like, hey, Happy Valley. Hi, guys. Um, so that popped up. Islington, England is number three. I oh, just never get over that. That just keeps growing. I know. Growing. I know. And we have a new... Did we say Atlanta, Georgia last time? I feel like maybe we maybe. did. But Atlanta's number so. four right now. Wow. You guys are number four. Good you guys. Extremely well done. Uh, Dallas yeah. is still in the top. And... Clayton, Missouri. I don't. I think I said Clayton last time, but Clayton is like number six right now. What is going on? What is going on? I love it. It's amazing. I cannot wait to have our route for our barbecue van. I know Chicago, Oregon, England, Georgia, <laughs> Texas, Missouri. Texas, yeah, done. Ohio, it's freaking thrilling. It really is. Yeah, I know. I've been thinking about you guys in Florida, in Texas, and. California. Yeah. And 
Port, Soon Portland, to be Indiana. <laughs> yeah, Portland, Oregon, where the feds oh, are God. invading. And Lord guys, yep, I'm not going to go too deep down this dark, dark, dark hole, but that's really fucking terrifying. And yeah. so keep an eye on that. Talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. Don't let anybody get away with anything. Exactly. It's very, that's Gestapo shit. That's, yeah. it is not okay. And I am, go, I am sleeping at night believing that there is checks and balances in this country and that you can't just do that shit without consequences or unchecked. And Trump has tried to pull the shit before with the Muslim ban and things, but it's terrifying. It's dangerous. It's not cool. Right. We got to pay attention. Yes. And by not cool, I mean, it's it's the furthest possible thing from cool. Right. Terribly illegal. Yup. Or maybe not illegal, which is also terrifying because there's some kind of terrorist bill that Obama signed that allows for something like this to happen because they can make Mm -hmm. this justification that these are terrorists. Anyway, it's not okay. So. Right. Call your fucking representatives. No, no, no. This is not. This is not how we do things in the United States of America. Also, no. Trump needs to stop with these bullshit hail marys to try to get his rally his base and be like, "Hey, look at what I can do. I'm a real tough guy." Fuck you. <laughs> Just let people peacefully protest. It's your First Amendment right. Seriously, we've got enough to worry about. <sighs> anyway. Okay. Yep. That is all but I'm going to say about that. And now let's, let's shout. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah. No, it's all, it's just for me, it's like a very thin line. Everything's just right at the surface. Yeah, razors. i very angry lately for yes. lots of reasons. Yes. I think it's a good time to be angry. It's a very, yes. very good time to be angry. If you're feeling that way, you're not alone. No. We really want you to listen to this podcast and find a little bit of distraction exactly. and happiness. Yes. This is a safe just place. Know. And I'm a very optimistic person, mm-hmm. maybe to a fault. I know that annoys some people because they're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> But I do still feel very optimistic. I think we're heading in a positive direction down the road. we got to get through a few months and things are going to be much, 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 much better. So hopefully, yeah, I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to ruin your lives right now by talking about all the darkness out there. But just know it's a good time to be angry. Use that anger for good. Yes. You are not alone. Mm -hmm. We are right here. Mm -hmm. I'm like... Yeah, it's a good time to donate to legal funds and the Lincoln Project and the ACLU and obviously Black Lives Matter and all those people. Call your school district and suggest that they keep kids in virtual classes when they can. Yes. At the very least, give them that option. Yeah, anyway. Right. Uh, Let's do our shout out. (laughs) Back to things that really matter. All right. I've got them written down here. Do you want to go back and forth? You just want me to do it. Lay, Lay it on me. All right. Uh, so thank you so much. These are our Patreon our... supporters, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yep. Did I not say that? Yep. Uh, we've had a big influx because we did still unfortunately move Saturday episodes over to Patreon. If you would like to sign up, go over there, find us, give us $3 a month yeah. at minimum. Yeah. It's easy. You can hear us. You just do it straight through the internet. You don't have to physically hand us $3 every month. The internet... <laughs> Carries, yeah, we don't want carries, your dirty physical money. Carries it gently through <laughs> the fiber optics. I don't know how the internet works. God, yeah. <laughs> People are like smashing God, nerds or like up. smashing their heads against the table. <laughs> oh, just, yep. Anyway, number one original fan, Kate. Yeah. Pump, pump, pump. Kate. Kate's also going to be the one who 
prepare their echolite elote. Oh my God. Speaking of which, I made elote last night with Indiana sweet corn. Cry tears of happiness. Oh, dude. Holy shit. I got some of the Zupanzix corn today. Mm. It's like the best corn in the world. In the world. I would fight you. Yeah. And I've got it ready to go to cook tonight right now. Also, the fact that we don't only just make a lote instead of corn on the cob with butter. Like, I don't know why I was intimidated by it. Jesus God. It is. There's nothing better. So good. God, I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Got to hurry. I'm hungry. Okay. Renee W. Yay, Renee. Thank you, Renee. Uh, our oh oh this one's a good one our auntie marilyn yay auntie marilyn one of our patrons we love you we love you she rules the world she really does uh caleb j yay caleb we we think that caleb he's our first known canadian Canadian follow listener others yes are you from canada do you listen to us yep tell us about it yeah we want to hear absolutely but caleb we're gonna we're gonna um make you the official head of our canadian convent (laughs) (laughs) so now we're in the church yeah so convent if you're from canada you don't you're not a coven you're in the convent (laughs) canadian convent sorry caleb i could have been a cool witch but she gotta be a nun instead (laughs) not that nuns aren't cool nuns kind of rule except for the franciscan anyway continue (laughs) Uh, thank you to Emmalyn W. Not a cute name. I know. I hope I'm saying it right. If uh, it's not oh, pronounced Emmalyn, you should change it because it's, it's adorable. Really cute. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, thank you to our sweet soul sister, Cassie. Yay, Cassie. We love you, Cassie. You're so sweet. You did not have to give us money. No, absolutely not. She's in our, I mentioned our, our friend group, our best friend group constantly, and she's in it and she I, we could just email it to you but that's really really sweet of you to support us yeah, it's so sweet uh thank you to michelle l yay and one more for this round tomiko o tomiko we love you we love you thank yeah. you so much you guys yep you're the best you're the best you are the funniest yep you are the prettiest yeah the nicest and the smartest. And those are all actually legitimate things. Mm-hmm. I've said this before, oh, yeah. but my God, you guys are such a bunch of babes. Not that looks are, are everything, but. Yep. Well, the babes in the way you think and the Your way kindness. you look. Your kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Very so, kind people. <sighs> yeah. I feel do very wanna, lucky. I do too. If you want to hear us talk randomly about your name, then sign up. <laughs> <laughs> On Man. Patreon. We're really good at selling these things. That was a real <laughs> hell of a good pitch. I mean, I am very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you oh, are. Lord, <laughs> coding. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to do without me. Uh, am I allowed to? T- am I allowed to tell the story about when you were high and we passed a McDonald's? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Sadie has smoked pot in her life, guys. Just I had I actually smoked pot that night too. I cannot smoke pot because I go I go to a very, very bad place and that night I did. We got really high and we went to watch Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, we were at like twenty five or something. I right? I think we might have been a little older, giving us a little <laughs> bit too much credit. You were probably twenty five. I think I was like twenty no, I was anyway. definitely in my thirties. Anyway, 
<laughs> I smoked way too much pot, way too much pot. Way I went to watch Sharknado. I was standing at the concession <laughs> line, and I just remember thinking, uh-oh. <laughs> I got to get in a seat as fast as humanly possible. We sat down. We are in a huge group. There was a huge group of us, and I didn't know half of the people that were there. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I remember them being like, guys, we got to move over here. And I... <laughs> And whispered to Sadie, I can't, I can't move. No, no, I can't move. I couldn't, Uh I couldn't feel my body. I couldn't, it was really bad. And I remember there was a preview for the movie, um, the Nicolas Cage movie where his head is on fire. Uh, It's a Marvel comic or like a comic. Um, God damn it. Skull head, fire head. Uh, Yeah, that guy. Um, Fuck. You know what I'm talking about. Rides a motorcycle with a skull fire head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like emergency medically like you're almost to a medical emergency you're so high and that preview comes on it's very intense experience anyway hellboy no hellboy no nicholas cage his head is on fire and it's a skull hellboy's God. red <laughs> anyway anyway what is it called <laughs> anyway okay so we get through sharknado which also taught me that if you get medically emergency style high, that it takes it only takes about twenty minutes to get back to the earth, and then everything right. is a blast. So I still don't swear pot because it's not worth it, but it was a really fun experience. Get through the movie. We're all still high because we got too high. And <laughs> Sadie's sweet husband, he picked us up. Right? I don't think he was at the movie. He came to pick a, our high as hell asses up. I think he was there. Okay, but anyway, but anyway, he, he I don't was think not. He was high as no, well. I don't think so no. either. So, he was our designated driver, driving us home. <laughs> Sadie. <laughs> See, we pass a McDonald's, and Sadie screams, Cocaine! <laughs> and then we just all, <laughs> like, slobber laugh for 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> while we try to understand why she just randomly <laughs> screamed the word co- cocaine as we were driving down the road <laughs> and she had meant to say ice ice cream cone <laughs> because we love mcdonald's ice cream cones <laughs> so her high mind really really wanted one but <laughs> short-circuited like a high mind does and so yeah. instead she just screamed cocaine there you go out of nowhere. <laughs> don't do drugs abby who's listening yeah, abby you're listen, young no don't do drugs. don't do it yep unless it's medically prescribed <laughs> to you by a professional yeah. but oh my god yeah see and i'm completely sober every single time i do this podcast and i still can't come up with words <laughs> The movie's the movie is Ghost Rider. Thank I you, <laughs> thank you. Skull, firehead, motorcycle. Uh, that's what I that's what I googled. Nicholas Cage, <laughs> skull, firehead, skull, firehead, motorcycle. That's exactly what I. <laughs> we oh, screen God. cap it so we can put it up on Instagram. Yes, yes, it will. All right, you guys. <laughs> oh. uh, let's let these dear sweet angels go. Yep, home. Yep, <laughs> they're they're already home. <laughs> I love you so much. (laughs) And remember... (laughs) Cocaine! (laughs) We love you guys. Goodbye! Goodbye! (laughs) Goodbye!
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.